Section 3 of U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency, Aldrich Plan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency, Aldrich Plan, by Alfred Owen Crozier. Chapter 2, Part 2. The Aldrich Plan Continued. Section 11. When the National Reserve Association is duly organized, its board of directors shall call upon the subscribing banks for a payment of fifty per centum on the amount of their subscription to the capital stock of said association. When one hundred million dollars of capital have been paid in, the board of directors shall at once proceed to execute and file with the Secretary of State a certificate showing the payment of one hundred million dollars on capital stock, and they shall further file with the comptroller of the currency a certificate showing the title and location of each bank which has subscribed to the capital stock of the national reserve association the number of shares subscribed by each and the amount paid thereon one hundred million dollars probably is all the banks will ever pay in the balance of the money needed will be manufactured on the association's printing press circulating notes of the association corporate currency which it is to be authorized to issue without limit this one hundred million dollars no doubt will be paid in u s bonds under section forty nine the association getting with the bonds the one hundred million dollar banknote currency based thereon the association can hand this currency back to the banks for their free use permanently except one and a half percent tax and lo and behold the banks have bought and own two hundred million dollars reserve association stock on which they have paid one hundred million dollars the association has obtained one hundred million dollars of assets in shape of u s bonds has deposited the bonds with the u s treasury and obtained one hundred million dollars of banknote currency which it has permanently loaned to the banks for the mere government tax and the whole thing is completed without the banks supplying a single dollar of their money then the banks through their association will get the two per cent interest on the deposited one hundred million dollars u s bonds will receive four per cent or five per cent on the one hundred million dollars of association stock and say six per cent for use of one hundred million dollars banknote currency when loaned to customers less one and a half per cent tax this confederated banking fraternity invests one hundred million dollars but gets interest on three hundred million dollars that's financiering the joker is the fact that the government issues the one hundred million dollars of currency hands it over to the banks allows the banks to have the interest on the bonds and what they can get loaning out the money and then charges banks only a nominal tax under the present system banks get two profits but under the aldrich plan they get three in fact under section twenty three the government must deposit all its public monies with this corporation immediately and then keep on doing so without interest this fixes it so that as soon as the association is formed the government must hand over about one hundred fifty million dollars of cash belonging to the people fifty per cent more than the one hundred million dollars paid in by the banks same to be loaned out at six per cent to the people through the banks for the profit of the banks association 
and based on this 150 million dollars of public money if it is put into bank cash reserves the banks actually can loan an additional one billion five hundred million dollars credit to the people at six per cent or better yet the association can hold this one hundred fifty million dollars of government money using it as its own cash reserve instead of gold issue based on this reserve four hundred fifty million dollars of its own corporate currency and hand this four hundred fifty million dollars of corporate paper currency over to its banks to be held by them as their legal cash reserve on which the banks then lawfully can loan four billion five hundred million dollars of additional credit loans to the people at six per cent this huge increase of bank loans is based wholly upon the original one hundred fifty million dollars of government money belonging to the people of the united states and the banks are enabled to increase the quantity of their bank loans over four billion dollars and to collect six per cent thereon from the people each year just because the people's congress authorizes by law this astonishing power and for all of this enormous increase of the profits of banks through use of public revenues the aldrich bill does not propose to insure one cent of compensation to the government or the people there is no objection to the government using the banks as a means of putting currency into circulation among the people but the government should receive the full value to the banks of the currency it so supplies if this had been done continuously in the past it would have yielded to the government without unfair burden on the banks enough to have paid off the entire national debt now nearly one billion dollars much loud talk by aldrich has conveyed the impression that banks would make only four per cent we now see they will get at least double that profit direct and vastly more indirectly section twelve shares of the capital stock of the national reserve association shall not be transferable and under no circumstances shall they be hypothecated nor shall they be owned otherwise than by subscribing banks nor shall they be owned by any such bank other than in the proportion herein provided in case a subscribing bank increases its capital it shall thereupon subscribe for an additional amount of the capital of the national reserve association equal to twenty per centum of the bank's increase of capital paying therefore its then book value as shown by the last published statement of said association a bank applying for membership in the national reserve association at any time after its formation must subscribe for an amount of the capital of said association equal to twenty per centum of the capital of said subscribing bank paying therefore its then book value as shown by the last published statement of said association when the capital of the national reserve association has been increased either on account of the increase of capital of the banks in said association or on account of the increase in the membership of said association the board of directors shall make and execute a certificate showing said increase in capital the amount paid in and by whom paid this certificate shall be filed in the office of the comptroller of the currency in case a subscribing bank reduces its capital it shall surrender a proportionate amount of its holdings in the capital of said association and if a bank goes into voluntary liquidation it shall surrender all of its holdings of the capital of said association in either case the shares surrendered shall be cancelled 
and the bank shall receive in payment therefore a sum equal to their then book value as shown by the last published statement of said association if any member of the national reserve association shall become insolvent and a receiver be appointed the stock held by it in said association shall be cancelled and the balance after paying all debts due by such insolvent bank to said association such debts being hereby declared to be a first lien upon the paid-in capital stock shall be paid to the receiver of the insolvent bank whenever the capital stock of the national reserve association is reduced either on account of the reduction in capital of members of said association or the liquidation or insolvency of any member the board of directors shall make and execute a certificate showing such reduction of capital stock and the amount repaid to each bank this certificate shall be filed in the office of the comptroller of the currency the association and the banks instead of the government get the excess profits going to surplus in addition to the four or five per cent cumulative dividends by figuring the basis as book value instead of par membership which is a privilege and not an enforceable legal right is forfeited just as soon as a bank gets into trouble and a receiver is appointed the association has a first lien ahead of depositors on the funds of a bank associated in association stock for any debt of the bank to the association it is by law to be made a preferred creditor section thirteen the national reserve association and its branches and the local associations shall be exempt from local and state taxation except in respect to taxes upon real estate this creature corporation of the banks may become a ready means under this section for dodging local taxes on hundreds of millions and perhaps billions of dollars of otherwise taxable assets many big banks and bankers are said to now evade taxes by tricks of bookkeeping thus increasing the taxes of other people section fourteen the directors of the national reserve association shall annually elect from their number an executive committee and such other committees as the bylaws of the national reserve association may provide the executive committee shall consist of nine members of which the governor of the national reserve association shall be ex officio chairman and the two deputy governors and the comptroller of the currency ex officio members but not more than one of the elected members shall be chosen from any one district the executive committee shall have all the authority which is vested in the board of directors except the power of nomination appointment and removal of the governor and deputy governors and except such as may be specifically delegated by the board to other committees or to the executive officers or such as may be specifically reserved or retained by the board the states reserved all power not expressly delegated to the federal government congress by law is to grant all power to this executive committee of nine that is not specifically reserved by action of the board of forty-six directors of the reserve association the executive committee of nine is to be given all the power over the business and operations possessed by the forty-six directors and five is a working majority twenty-four of the forty-six directors can select this committee and five members of the committee the governor two deputy governors and two others 
just five persons will absolutely rule the national reserve association and wield its limitless and dangerous powers this will be the secret holy of holies and these five men will be selected by and ever do the will of wall street these five men will decide from day to day the amount of money ninety-four million people shall have for their use and the interest rate they must pay they will have power to re-discount or aid any and every bank and to refuse to do so they will each day determine the quantity of bank credit the business of the country can borrow who shall have it and what must be paid therefor these five men without prior public notice will be able suddenly to contract and cancel say five hundred million dollars of corporate currency and thus force the federated banks to contract their loans of credit and make their customers pay up immediately five billion dollars of their debts to the banks this is the power to wreck prices slaughter securities and property shut down industries forcing labor into idleness causing general bankruptcy panic ruin these five will be the executioners the headsmen of all american business congress is asked to grant power to do all these things to five irresponsible men who are certain to be the dummies of the high financiers and who with all power and no public responsibility in secret will sit in unchallenged final judgment with life and death power over the welfare and very existence of every bank and through the banks over the business of every individual and corporation in the united states and as is usual in such cases one man probably the governor perhaps dominated from the outside by special interests will rule the five and be sole master of the association and all its vast powers do business men want congress to grant for fifty years to five persons whom they do not know and never will see absolute power to crush their business by subtle means any time without a moment's notice section fifteen there shall be a board of examination elected annually by the board of directors from among their number excluding the members of the executive committee of which the secretary of the treasury shall be ex officio chairman it shall be the duty of this board to carefully examine the condition and the business of the national reserve association and of its branches and to make a public statement of the result of such examination at least once a year the association thus is empowered to regulate itself no public regulation or control is provided the corporation is to be independent of government supreme section sixteen each branch shall have a manager and a deputy manager appointed from the district by the governor of the national reserve association with the approval of the executive committee of said association and the board of directors of the branch and subject to removal at any time by the governor with the approval of the executive committee of the national reserve association the powers and duties of the manager and deputy manager and of the various committees of the branches shall be prescribed by the bylaws of the national reserve association section seventeen the directors of each local association shall annually elect from their number a president a vice-president and an executive committee whose powers and duties shall be determined by the bylaws of the local association 
subject however to the approval of the national reserve association section eighteen the national reserve association shall cause to be kept at all times at the head office of the association a full and correct list of the names of the banks owning stock in the association and the number of shares held by each such list shall be subject to the inspection of all the shareholders of the association and a copy thereof on the first monday of july of each year shall be transmitted to the comptroller of the currency the association rules absolutely its branches and the local associations the government and the people have no effective voice in this private corporation that is to get the free use of all public monies and for fifty years issue and control for their own profit all public currency section nineteen the earnings of the national reserve association shall be disposed of in the following manner after the payment of all expenses and the franchise and other taxes not provided for in this section the shareholders shall be entitled to receive an annual dividend of four per centum on the paid-in capital which dividend shall be cumulative further annual net earnings shall be disposed of as follows first a contingent fund shall be created which shall be maintained at an amount equal to one per centum on the paid-in capital and shall not exceed in any event two million dollars and shall be used to meet any possible losses such fund shall upon the final dissolution of the national reserve association be paid to the united states and shall not under any circumstances be included in the book value of the stock or be paid to the shareholders second one-half of additional net earnings shall be paid into the surplus fund of the national reserve association until said fund shall amount to twenty per centum of the paid-in capital one-fourth shall be paid to the united states as a franchise tax and one-fourth shall be paid to the shareholders until the shareholders dividend shall amount to five per centum per annum on the paid-in capital provided that no such dividends exclusive of the cumulative dividends above provided for shall at any time be paid in excess of five per centum in any one year whenever and so long as the contingent fund has been provided for and the five per centum dividend has been paid to shareholders one half of the additional earnings shall be added to the surplus fund and one half shall be paid to the united states as a franchise tax whenever and so long as the surplus fund of the national reserve association amounts to twenty per centum of the paid-in capital and the shareholders shall have received dividends not exceeding five per centum all excess earnings shall be paid to the united states as a franchise tax right here the game of euchre begins the government getting plenty of experience but the banks taking all the tricks this reads like the government might get a lot of money as its share of the partnership profits but under the above provision probably it will never get one cent the two million dollar contingent fund it cannot get until the end of the charter fifty years if the association never earns net over four per cent and sufficient to keep its two million dollar contingent fund to pay losses intact clearly nothing would go to the government it no doubt will keep its profits down to that basis by cutting its discount rates charged banks for rediscounting 
under sections 26, 27, 28, 29, because then banks will get all the excess profits in form of lower discount charges, whereas if the discount rate was kept up, the association would have excess profits that the banks must divide with the government, although on a grossly unfair basis. As the banks own all of the association's stock and pay to the association all the revenue it receives, what is the use of letting the government get away with any of the profits when the banks can keep all by simply manipulating the interest or discount charges? And Carnegie says we cannot trust the human nature of big financiers when their interests are at stake. We must expect them to grab every dollar they can get and keep out of jail, and then some. But if this bill passes, this method by which the banks will euchre the government out of all of the joint profits will be made lawful. If the association keeps its reserve intact, section 41, and issues no more than $900 million of its corporate currency, section 51, there is no other provision under which the government can receive a dollar of profit or benefit. Section 56 gives it a 1.5% annual tax on the banknote currency or bonds taken over by the association from the banks, but 1% of this is given back by exchanging 3% 50-year government bonds for the present 2% bonds. This leaves only 1.5%, the same amount the government now is receiving as a tax on banknote currency, which only about covers the expense. The history of the banking system, given in another chapter, proves that the banks always take advantage of the government when they have the power so to do. The greatest high finance minds in the world have spent months, years, helping to devise the provisions of this bill. It is a great success for the banks. Its ingenious, sly, and crafty wording and provisions makes the measure a genuine wonder. Every little sentence has a meaning of its own. Every addition to surplus increases the book value of the association stock, the benefit all going to the banks besides their liberal dividends. Section 20. Any member of a local association may apply to such association for a guarantee of the commercial paper which it desires to rediscount at the branch of the National Reserve Association in its district. Any such bank receiving a guarantee from a local association shall pay a commission to the local association, to be fixed in each case by its board of directors. Expenses and losses in excess of commissions shall be met by an assessment of the members of the local association in proportion to the ratio which their capital and surplus bears to the aggregate capital and surplus of the members of the local association, which assessment shall be made by its board of directors, and the commission received for such guarantee, after the payment of expenses and possible losses, shall be distributed among the several banks of the local association in the same proportion. A local association shall have authority to require security from any bank offering paper for guarantee, or it may decline to grant the application. The total amount of guarantees by a local association to the National Reserve Association shall not at any time exceed the aggregate capital and surplus of the banks forming the guaranteeing association. A local association may legally refuse to aid a particular bank. 
this puts any bank or trust company at the mercy of any local dominant clique among banks the bank has paid its quota is obligated yet aid in time of need can be refused and this notwithstanding section twenty two which extends to each bank the privileges of the national association for the local has power under section twenty to block such help discrimination and favoritism as between banks would be legal and probable one bank can be charged a mere nominal commission and another a prohibitory figure a bank is made legally liable without limit for its losses by a local association under its guarantee on paper certified for rediscount and this without the consent or knowledge of such bank it is made liable without limit for acts of others whom it cannot control or restrain section twenty one any local association may by a vote of three-fourths of its members and with the approval of the national reserve association assume and exercise such of the powers and functions of a clearing-house as are not inconsistent with the purposes of this act the national reserve association may require any local association to perform such services in facilitating the domestic exchanges of the national reserve association as the public interests may require for many years banks have sought means to legalize and incorporate clearing houses and now here it is in smoothest and broadest form sections six and twenty one do the trick every local association is made a distinct corporation every bank clearing house is a local trust for regulating competition between banks so as to keep low the rate of interest paid to depositors and high the rates charged borrowers this destruction of competition between banks and the fact that no new competing banks will be permitted to be established in any city or town to compete with the banks joining this association are among the chief arguments being made directly to banks by the promoters of this scheme to induce the cooperation of all banks but what are the business men and the people who must depend upon bank loans and pay the interest rates going to say about this plan of establishing in every town a monopoly of money and bank credit and destruction of competition section twenty two all of the privileges and advantages of the national reserve association shall be equitably extended to every bank of any of the classes herein defined which shall subscribe to its proportion of the capital stock of the national reserve association and shall otherwise conform to the requirements of this act provided that the national reserve association may suspend a bank from the privileges of membership for refusal to comply with such requirements or for failure for thirty days to maintain its reserves or to make the reports required by this act or for misrepresentation in any report or examination as to its condition or as to the character or extent of its assets or liabilities the national association can suspend any bank refusing to comply with the requirements imposed on it deprive it of all aid and benefit the child can discipline its parents if a bank does not conform to the requirements of this act for example does not instantly obey an order to contract its loans to its regular customers say half it can be suspended denied aid even in a panic section twenty three 
the national reserve association shall be the principal fiscal agent of the united states the government of the united states shall upon the organization of the national reserve association deposit its general funds with said association and its branches and thereafter all receipts of the government exclusive of trust funds shall be deposited with said association and its branches and all disbursements by the government shall be made through said association and its branches section twenty four the government of the united states and banks owning stock in the national reserve association shall be the only depositors in said association all domestic transactions of the national reserve association shall be confined to the government and the subscribing banks with the exception of the purchase or sale of government or state securities or securities of foreign governments or of gold coin or bullion section twenty five the national reserve association shall pay no interest on deposits the total general fund receipts of the government for the fiscal year of june thirty nineteen eleven were seven hundred fifty nine million seven hundred seven thousand one hundred dollars and three cents the association thus will receive government deposits amounting during each year in the aggregate to more than three-fourths of a billion dollars or forty billion dollars during the next fifty years for nothing june thirty nineteen eleven the balance on hand was one hundred forty million one hundred seventy six thousand nine hundred twenty six dollars and thirteen cents december nineteen o seven it was over two hundred forty million these vast sums of public money raised by the taxation of the people are all to be turned over free to this private corporation for deposit and by it to be loaned to the people through its banks for the exclusive profit of the corporation and section twenty five aimed at the government exclusively prevents government getting one cent for the use of these vast sums yet the members of the monetary commission who prepared this bill were paid and sworn servants of the people section twenty three requires that every dollar paid out by the government must be paid through this corporation thus virtually making it the guardian of the republic the central bank is prohibited from doing any domestic business except with banks but it can do business abroad without restriction or limit it can legally take the government's deposited revenues raised by taxation that it gets the use of free and loan the same to carry on business in europe or asia but not in the united states section twenty six the national reserve association may through a branch rediscount for and with the endorsement of any bank having a deposit with it notes and bills of exchange arising out of commercial transactions that is notes and bills of exchange issued or drawn for agricultural industrial or commercial purposes and not including notes or bills issued or drawn for the purpose of carrying stocks bonds or other investment securities such notes and bills must have a maturity of not more than twenty-eight days and must have been made at least thirty days prior to the date of rediscount the amount so rediscounted shall at no time exceed the capital of the bank for which the rediscounts are made the aggregate of such notes and bills bearing the signature or endorsement of any one person company firm or corporation rediscounted for any one bank 
shall at no time exceed ten per centum of the unimpaired capital and surplus of said bank section twenty seven the national reserve association may through a branch also rediscount for and with the endorsement of any bank having a deposit with it notes and bills of exchange arising out of commercial transactions as herein before defined having more than twenty-eight days but not exceeding four months to run but in such cases the paper must be guaranteed by the local association of which the bank asking for the rediscount is a member section twenty eight whenever in the opinion of the governor of the national reserve association the public interests so require such opinion to be concurred in by the executive committee of the national reserve association and to have the definite approval of the secretary of the treasury the national reserve association may through a branch discount the direct obligation of a depositing bank endorsed by its local association provided that the endorsement of the local association shall be fully secured by the pledge and deposit with it of satisfactory securities which shall be held by the local association for account of the national reserve association but in no such case shall the amount loaned by the national reserve association exceed three-fourths of the actual value of the securities so pledged section twenty nine the power of rediscount and discount granted to the national reserve association by sections twenty six twenty seven and twenty eight of this act shall in each case be exercised through the branch in the district in which the bank making the application is located can any one read these provisions and deny that the association is a central bank if so what is a central bank the lid is off the association can discount and rediscount for the banks practically without limit the foundation is laid for the wildest wildcat banking inflation ever dreamed of it is an endless chain it is wide open when the bubble bursts no doubt it will exceed any financial catastrophe in all history any and all kinds of securities and paper in one way or another can be juggled and used as security and basis for inflating and issuing hundreds of millions of corporate currency claimed not to be guaranteed by the government in a great stock market campaign when call loan rates are bid up high banks can rediscount at the central bank their ordinary six per cent commercial paper and get printing press corporate currency in unlimited amounts to loan at ten thirty fifty or one hundred per cent to the stock gamblers for use in fleecing the public in the speculative struggle the whole scheme is rigged for the convenience of wall street section thirty the national reserve association shall have authority to fix its rates of discount from time to time which when so fixed shall be published and shall be uniform throughout the united states power to raise and lower the general discount rate is the power to increase and decrease interest rates and the prices of all securities property and labor it is the power to veto prosperity curtail credit and the volume of business and if carried to extreme to cause panic inflation and contraction of the currency and bank credit is an equally dangerous power and this power is to be exercised each day in secret by five irresponsible men for the whole united states section thirty one 
national banks are hereby authorized to accept drafts or bills of exchange drawn upon them having not more than four months to run properly secured and arising out of commercial transactions as herein before defined the amount of such acceptances outstanding shall not exceed one-half the capital and surplus of the accepting bank and shall be subject to the restrictions of section fifty two hundred of the revised statutes section thirty two the national reserve association may whenever its own condition and the general financial conditions warrant such investment purchase from a subscribing bank acceptances of banks or acceptors of unquestioned financial responsibility arising out of commercial transactions as herein before defined such acceptances must have not exceeding ninety days to run and must be of a character generally known in the market as prime bills such acceptances shall bear the endorsement of the subscribing bank selling the same which endorsement must be other than that of the acceptor section thirty three the national reserve association may invest in united states bonds also in obligations having not more than one year to run of the united states or its dependencies or of any state or of foreign governments section fifty four the national reserve association shall have power both at home and abroad to deal in gold coin or bullion to make loans thereon and to contract for loans of gold coin or bullion giving therefore when necessary acceptable security including the hypothecation of any of its holdings of united states bonds section thirty five the national reserve association shall have power to purchase from its subscribing banks and to sell with or without its endorsement checks or bills of exchange arising out of commercial transactions as herein before defined payable in such foreign countries as the board of directors of the national reserve association may determine these bills of exchange must have not exceeding ninety days to run and must bear the signatures of two or more responsible parties of which the last one shall be that of a subscribing bank section thirty six the national reserve association shall have power to open and maintain banking accounts in foreign countries and to establish agencies in foreign countries for the purpose of purchasing selling and collecting foreign bills of exchange and it shall have authority to buy and sell with or without its endorsement through such correspondence or agencies checks or prime foreign bills of exchange arising out of commercial transactions which have not exceeding ninety days to run and which bear the signatures of two or more responsible parties the association thus is legally authorized to sit in and play the international game of financial poker with all of the world's gold in the jackpot section thirty six equips it to take its position as the american branch of the coming great international money combine that will soon eliminate or suppress all serious competition for important loans and double the burden on the human race by increasing universally the rates of interest for money and credit section thirty seven it shall be the duty of the national reserve association or any of its branches upon request to transfer any part of the deposit balance of any bank having an account with it to the credit of any other bank having an account with the national reserve association if a deposit balance is transferred from the books of one branch to the books of another branch 
it may be done under regulations to be prescribed by the national reserve association by mail telegraph or otherwise at rates to be fixed at the time by the manager of the branch at which the transaction originates section thirty eight the national reserve association may purchase acquire hold and convey real estate for the following purposes and no other first such as shall be necessary for the immediate accommodation in the transaction of the business either of the head office or of the branches second such as shall be mortgaged to it in good faith by way of security for debts previously contracted third such as shall be conveyed to it in satisfaction of debts previously contracted in the course of its dealings fourth such as it shall purchase at sales under judgments decrees or mortgages held by said association or shall purchase to secure debts due to it but the national reserve association shall not hold the possession of any real estate under mortgage or the title and possession of any real estate purchased to secure any debts due to it for a longer period than five years there will be a big saving for the banks in reduction of the cost of transferring funds this cost can be paid by the association if necessary to reduce profits so as to avoid paying anything to the government section thirty nine all subscribing banks must conform to the following requirements as to reserves to be held against deposits of various classes but the deposit balance of any subscribing bank in the national reserve association and any notes of the national reserve association which it holds may be counted as a whole or any part of its required reserve first on demand deposits national banks in different localities shall maintain the same percentages of reserve against demand deposits as is now required by law and the same percentages of reserve against demand deposits shall be required of all other subscribing banks in the same localities second on time deposits all time deposits and monies held in trust payable or maturing within thirty days shall be subject to the same reserve requirements as demand deposits in the same locality all time deposits and monies held in trust payable or maturing more than thirty days from date shall be subject to the same reserve requirements as demand deposits for the thirty days preceding their maturity but no reserves shall be required therefore except for this period such time deposits and monies held in trust payable only at a stated time not less than thirty days from date of deposit shall be represented by certificates or instruments in writing and must not be allowed to be withdrawn before the time specified without thirty days notice note that the present reserve law is not repealed the changes herein do not require the banks to take any of their reserves out of wall street or to put same in association's central reservoir banknote currency is not lawful money it never could be counted as part of bank cash reserves it would be too much like a man writing and signing his own promissory note for a million and then claiming that this made him a millionaire but what the law prohibits banks doing singly they now propose to do collectively through their association by counting its corporate currency as part of bank reserves it is a dangerous reckless plan the bill like all legislation in recent years reduces the duties and increases the privileges of the banks 
Section 39 authorizes mere commercial paper dumped into the association by a bank and re-discounted to obtain a deposit balance at the National Reserve Association to be counted as legal cash reserve, on which such bank then lawfully can inflate its credit loans ten times the increase of its reserve so obtained. This opens the way for an endless chain inflation. No reserves at all are to be held against time deposits by the banks. This may reduce by half the $1,500,000,000 cash the banks now must hold as a reserve to protect depositors. Stating it differently, if half of present bank liabilities were converted from demand deposits into such time deposits, the banks will be able to inflate and double their loans of credit getting, say, 6% interest on at least $15 billion of extra loans without furnishing one more dollar of capital or money. It will further raise prices and start an era of wild and dangerous speculation. On the average, it would reduce by half the cash reserves the law now requires banks to hold. This would enable banks to loan about $20,000 instead of $10,000 of credit for each $1,000 of cash they possess. It would enable the 24,392 banks ultimately to practically double their annual net profits without $1 of extra investment or expense. This is part of the bribe offered by Wall Street to the banks through the Aldrich measure to induce them to join the conspiracy and help force the bill through Congress. End of section 3